0: Hello and welcome to the MomCast. As always, I'm Stevie, and this episode I'm joined by CheeseEye236. Say hello! Hello! I'm back! And there we go. That's all she's gonna say.
1: That's
0: it. I... Be quiet. It's just me now.
1: <laughs> Bye!
0: Bye! Lovely having you on the show.
1: It was fun while it lasted.
0: Okay, I'll let you back on.
1: Okay, yay!
0: And the current score is 6 6, and this time we'll be discussing the 13th episodes His Master's Voice and Ignorance's Blissy. <laughs> So oh, first up, we're going to do Ignorance's Blissy because it's Pokémon first this time. Pokémon. So it starts off with the narrator introducing us to the people and the place. As always, the people's Ash and Co. But this time we're in Happy Town.
1: Oh my gosh, I can't believe that it was actually called Happy Town. <laughs> It's actually called Happy Town. You couldn't name it anything else but Happy Town?
0: I mean, it gets the point across.
1: Even something like Pleasantburg would have been better than just Happy Town.
0: (laughs) I would rather live in Happy Town than Pleasantburg. Well, fine then. And Ash and Co are walking in in the middle of the night because they never sleep, they just walk and walk and walk. and They're all hungry and tired, which makes me immediately think of Digimon, funnily enough. The tone in this episode seems quite Digimon-y to me. I don't know if you had the same feeling. Kinda. A little bit little bit. And they all walk up to the Pokemon Center, because that's where they tend to go. Whenever they're in a town and there's nothing really there, it's just straight to the Pokemon Center. And did you notice the doors out front, they look like they're made of solid gold? Just solid gold door windows. Because that would be amazing. Also, did you find it a bit unsettling just how empty the town was?
1: I'm not gonna lie, I mean, I know that this episode's about a Blissey, because it's literally in the title, but... I don't know, you could have set this up as like some creepy ghost Pokemon episode with how empty that town was.
0: I know, it was just entirely deserted. It just felt slightly off. I had the suspicion that Blissey might have killed everyone.
1: Yeah, it's just a horror movie.
0: Yeah, Blissey's the Pokemon we meet at the doorway that lets them all in. And for some reason I've got my notes, it just says never trust someone that only says their own name.
1: So don't trust any Pokemon ever.
0: Yeah, just don't trust a Pokemon. I mean, you don't know what they're saying. I mean, for all we know this whole episode, Blissey could have been swearing her head off at them. You
1: just see Pikachu, like, grab grab his ears and like, oh no.
0: Oh, such foul language. Oh no. For some reason, like, the first few minutes with Blissey where she's just messing everything up, I just don't trust her.
1: She's very clumsy.
0: It almost intentionally so.
1: Yeah. It seems
0: like it was all on purpose, especially when she comes in to scrub Ash's back.
1: It does seem that way. I thought this episode was going to go a different direction at first, too, because it just seemed so weird. Did Blissey kill the whole town with incompetence? That's what happened. Oh
0: my gosh. It's just never revealed that Nurse Joy and Blissey are the only ones left.
1: Oh my gosh, Blissey's just so bad that everyone moved out or was killed. Could you
0: imagine the news reports, though? Just like, everyone is dead in Happy Town. So, yeah, the whole... All, like, first five minutes is just Blissey giving them food and messing up and just being clumsy, basically. But Nurse Joy joins in because she does just check on Blissy. Brock hits on her. That's a given. And fortunately... Going from there, it didn't happen where, like, Ash and Co. started showing Blissey how to be a nurse or anything like that, which is where I thought it would go. I'm glad it didn't, because it would be stupid.
1: I mean, it doesn't make sense that Blissey messes up as much as they do.
0: I think it kind of does when we get to the backstory, which explains how she got a job and everything. So it cuts outside to Team Rocket, who have followed Ash and Co. again, because that's all they do.
1: They're always surprised when they find them somewhere. How in this whole world do you guys constantly, constantly keep running into each other? I think Team Rocket's
0: balloon must be really slow as well, because otherwise there's no way like, Ash and Co. could keep up. Could you imagine if it was like they just lose track of Team Rocket and then six seasons down the line they find out that they're League Champions in a completely different region? That would be so good.
1: That would be amazing.
0: <laughs> they just land in like, I don't know, Nova region or something. They become champions with Arbok and Lickitung and everything.
1: Yep, they steal all the Pokemon.
0: Ah, region rocket. I would so go to the rocket region.
1: It's just a cluster of islands vaguely shaped like an R.
0: Ah, yes, it would be absolutely that. And everyone's a Team Rocket member, and everyone just has, like, coughing and beckons.
1: The pollution is really bad there. It's just a bunch of poison types going around.
0: Poison and normal types, that's it.
1: Yeah, poison and normal types.
0: Ah, they all know how to talk, because Meowth is in charge.
1: Oh, that's an interesting idea.
0: That would be cool. Just all the Pokemon, poison types that can talk.
1: I could see that being like a recruitment sort of thing. Sure, the island's terrible. Sure, we're all criminals, but the Pokemon can talk. That's pretty cool, right?
0: The Pokemon are all very well educated. I want that to be like a fan fiction or something. Or a fan game. Someone make a fan game in Region Rocket, please.
1: Or a Nintendo actually make a game where you can be the criminal organization, because that would be super cool.
0: That would be such a good twist if you played as the villains, and you had to try and win as the villains.
1: I've wanted that for centuries, even though Pokemon hasn't existed for that long.
0: I mean, a really interesting shift would be just a massive Pokemon MMO, where you can, like, choose to join teams or just go on your own adventure. Just more player choice would be cool. But we're getting off topic. So, Team Rocket are hungry, because they're Team Rocket and they're always hungry. So, what's the solution?
1: Rob the center!
0: Yay! Stealing solves everything!
1: It's so weird, they always seem, like, surprised that that's an idea, too. Like, I know! We can steal! It's like, you're criminals, do you not just do that anyway? Why is that an idea? I don't understand.
0: James is like, we should steal something, and everyone else is like, genius! I would have never thought of that!
1: It's like, what do you mean you would have never thought of
0: that? Honestly. <sighs> so they go in to rob the Pokemon Center. And they can't find any of the food, because they go to the kitchen, find nothing, and give up, basically. But Jesse and Blissey run into each other, and Blissey basically is really happy to see Jesse. And it turns out that Jesse and Blissey are old friends.
1: They know each other.
0: Which is completely out of the blue. I was taken quite by surprise, but I really liked it.
1: I was kind of hoping that they would keep Blissey. I mean, obviously they can't just take the Pokémon Center Pokémon, but I think it would have been cool if they had someone to take care of them every time they screw up.
0: I don't think it would have fit with the backstory they have, because they're kind of equals, I guess.
1: Oh, no, no, I mean when, like, I first saw, like, Blissey and Jesse knew each other, yeah.
0: Before you saw the backstory, it's just like, oh, cool. Turns out Jesse didn't recognize Blissey, because Blissey used to be a Chansey. They only figured out who it was, because they have, like, a locket that was split in half. And Jesse had the other half, so it matched up.
1: Yeah, a little golden egg necklace.
0: And in the backstory, it turns out they were actually twins. From the same mother. and <laughs> uh, No, that's not it. That would be funny, though. I would love that.
1: That would be really weird.
0: It'd be bizarre, but I'd love it.
1: Would it be like a kid raised by wolves kind of situation? It was just like some Chansey found Jesse as a baby at some point?
0: <laughs> a human gave birth to both Jesse and Chansey. Or would it be that a Blissey gave birth to a Chansey and a human baby? Which would you prefer?
1: I don't know, because... Pokemon lay eggs and humans don't, and that confuzzles me a little bit.
0: So it's either the Chansey comes out of a human's womb, or Jesse is hatched from an egg.
1: I don't know, they're both really weird. Let's go with neither. Neither, there we go. And
0: it goes to just Jesse and... Blissy. They start telling James and Meowth, that's the other two, that don't really do much this episode, but they're still awesome. Starts telling them how they met and everything. And why don't you tell the backstory?
1: Well, Jessie just wanted to be basically a Nurse Joy, and she was told that she couldn't. So she sees in, like, an ad, and it's for a school, and she thinks, oh, I can just go to school, but the school isn't for, like, people to learn nursing, it's for Chansey's to learn how to be assistants at Pokemon centers. So she basically goes to a school that's just full of Chansey, and she's trying to learn nursing. They let her stay for some reason, which is weird.
0: I mean, it'd be discrimination not to.
1: I mean, you wouldn't let a human take, like, dog training courses, would you? (laughs) It just seems weird.
0: The Chansey's doing, like, a human's job.
1: That's true. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's fair.
0: A Chansey's kind of just a short, fat woman. That can only say Chansey.
1: <laughs> and that carries an egg everywhere. Yeah, that as well. Okay, <laughs> anyway. So, Jessie's basically, like, at the school, and she's learning how to do the nursing stuff with the Chansey, and she seems to be doing okay, but she notices that one Chansey is having a lot of problems, and it's just really, really, really clumsy. And so she starts helping her and starts... Uh, can you go?
0: <laughs> yeah, I can go. So... Yeah, basically the Jesse, the Jesse, the Jesse the Jesse helps the Chansey at the Pokemon nurse school. So teaching them how to do bandages, stuff like that, helps with their, I guess, coursework, helps with the practicals, all that stuff. So that they both get fully trained to be nurses from the looks of it. But there's like a bit at the school where they're teaching the Chansey how to sing. So do the Pokemon move sing to put everyone to sleep. So like if patients are getting restless and stuff, they can just calm them down, put them out, put them outside. No, just knock them out. That's worse. Just put them to sleep. No, it's even worse.
1: Yeah, help them take a nap.
0: They have a slip. So the Chansey all sing, they just go, Chansey, Chansey, which is pretty boring lyrics-wise.
1: It's like a discount Jigglypuff song.
0: It's got less syllables, and it works on all the Pokemon, but it works on Jessie as well, so she gets shouted at by the teacher, who has earphones on, because she knows that she needs earphones, but Jessie doesn't. For some reason, the teacher just gets really annoyed at Jessie for falling asleep, even though she knows exactly what the move does and knows how it would affect her. So she's kind of just a bit of a jerk.
1: That was odd. You'd think of anything she would give her earphones and be like, oh, hey, you need these, because, you know, you're not a Pokemon.
0: But I guess that would be special treatment, so she probably couldn't? I don't know.
1: Because Jessie's not a Pokemon, so she has no way to, like, resist that.
0: Yeah, but Basically, Jessie feels down about it and gives up on her dreams of becoming a Pokemon nurse because of it. Because she feels like she's failed. So you see her leaving the training school as all the Chanseys are all getting the nurse hats. Which is like the graduation caps, I guess. So they can all go to Pokemon centres and do whatever assistants do. But the Chansey that was friends with Jessie runs out after and tries to give her the nurse hat. I guess saying, you should have this. You got me through this whole course. And it's really sweet. And Jesse just gives it back because he's like, no, it's, it's yours. You got it. And the Chansey snaps the locket and gives her the other half and they go the separate ways. And that's the backstory to how they became friends, then split up. and Why Jesse ended up in a life of crime instead of a life of medicine, which is really tragic.
1: It is. It's also really sweet. Like they did really good with like conveying Chansey's emotions there, even though Chansey can't speak. It's just really sweet to watch. This whole episode's so sweet. Yeah, she just looks so upset and like, no, here, take the cap. Jesse's like, no, it's yours. Like, no, I'm going to cry. It's so sad.
0: It is sad, but it's happy sad. So it goes back to the present day. James and Bialse are both crying at this heartfelt story.
1: My reaction?
0: I probably would have cried if it wasn't just like, oh. Do you know, you only have like that little sort of gasp almost where your heart just flitters a little bit. Yeah. That's why I had, like, at least twice this episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too.
0: It's so good, this one. So, Blissey then gives them all of the food from the Pokemon Center. Literally all of it, because she's a Blissey. She's not smart. She just robs the Center to give them all the food.
1: Well, I mean, she kind of means, well, they they said they were hungry, and so she's like, oh, I know, I'll give my friends all the food, because they're hungry. Not realizing that that's all
0: the food. And Team Rocket is just like, Yes, we got all the food, and then they sort of head out. And Jessie feels a bit guilty about it, because she's worried Blissey will get in trouble. And that happens, because Blissey was caught on the security cameras, stealing all of the food.
1: But Team Rocket wasn't seen for some reason. Nor was Blissy seen talking to them or anything like that.
0: No, the cameras are aimed solely at the shelves.
1: I suppose. <laughs> There's no other security footage of, like, what did Blissy do with the food after she left the
0: pantry, or no okay nope that'd be too convenient so jesse's got the binoculars just checking in on blissey and Blissy's in trouble so then jesse heads back with team rocket in tow of course so the whole team's going back to basically try and make up this story that team rocket forced blissey to give them the food and they don't know each other they basically like held her at gunpoint
1: or something i really 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 like that too it's so sweet in a weird way That they're like, yeah, we'll just take the brunt of this because we're bad guys anyways. So we'll just pretend like we took advantage of you. And then you can get the food back and your reputation isn't ruined. It's like, oh, that's so sweet.
0: I love the way they do it as well. They just like park the balloon outside with all the food. And then James pulls out a megaphone, just like, Jesse, what will we do with all this food that we stole from the Pokemon Center? And everyone just rushes out. It's like, what?
1: Like, this is oddly convenient, but sure.
0: I knew it would be Team Rocket! Because of course it was.
1: Right, yeah.
0: It carries on from there, just getting worse and worse, spiralling out of control.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: Because Blissy runs out, really happy to see Jesse again, and starts running towards him, but Jessie doesn't want Ash and Co. and Nurse Joy to know that Blissy was the friend and gave it over willingly, because she'll get in trouble. So, she kind of, like, starts to fake fight with Blissey to try and get her out of trouble there.
1: This is the part that broke my heart. This was the part. It's like Blissy's trying to just, like, hug Jesse, and Jesse's just, like, beating her back because it has to look like they're fighting. Oh. And it's just so sad. It's so sad.
0: I literally have in my notes, it just says, don't do this, Jessie, and then a sad face.
1: No. Just be friends, no.
0: Quick side note as well, I thought the music was really good in this episode.
1: Yeah, it was. It
0: was very fitting. And it wasn't just like where they play sad music to make you sad, stuff like that. It was actually fitting in tone and stuff that was going on.
1: Yeah, it was really good.
0: Yeah, really good.
1: It was perfect for what was going on and perfect for just, for all the sadness. And all the heartfelt, like, moments that were happening.
0: Yeah, it's really good. So, Arbok and Lickitung initially actually do damage to Blissey. And then she's like, no, I didn't want you to actually hurt them. So after that, they attack lightly. Which means that, like, Lickitung gives her maybe a tiny lick on Blissey. And then Arbok doesn't even actually bite her. Just to fake the fight. It's so funny, though.
1: It's really funny.
0: It's so good. Because they eventually get Ash and Co. to join in the fight. Just saying, like, ha Blissy's going down, so Ash and Co jump in to help. They're just like, finally they're helping.
1: Yeah, so that's the thing. Like, from their perspective, this is all real. Like, yeah, okay, Jesse, James, and Blissy know that something's up. But the rest of them are just standing there watching Blissy get hurt. And they don't do anything. And I just why?
0: It's just like, yes, finally the twerps are fighting, because then they can actually fight them. And for some reason, like, this whole battle as well just made me think of Digimon episodes again. More back in the first series, it it all seemed very Digimon-y. Like, the writing, the jokes and stuff.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: A lot more sort of light-hearted season one stuff. That's what it reminded me of anyway.
1: With like a touch of, like,
0: something serious. It might have felt a bit more like Digimon, because it had some of that actual plot line going through the episode.
1: That's kind of like what Digimon does. It has, like, plot and And there's, like, something, like, emotional going on. But then there's also, like, the padding of, like, the jokes and the funny stuff happening also.
0: Plus, I think Digimon does the whole thing with flashbacks to backstory sometimes as well. And we definitely got that in this episode with Jesse and Blissey's flashback story. So this episode made me think a lot of Digimon episodes, which was a bit weird. But I enjoyed it. And there were we. Ash and co were fighting Team Rocket. Well, Team Rocket started kidnapping Pikachu just to force Ash to fight back.
1: Just to make the point and go back to their usual stuff.
0: We'll just do Team Rocket stuff. That'll provoke them. And then Ash, at this point, doesn't even care about Pikachu this much. Much. It's more about the food, because he's starving. So he sends out both Squirtle and Chikorita, because why not? I suppose Team Rocket has sent out three Pokemon as well, if you count Meowth.
1: Yeah, but Meowth doesn't fight.
0: Yeah, it's definitely overkill, because they have like four Pokemon on their team against Team Rocket's two and a talking cat.
1: But hey, gotta send out that starter squad, right? Oh yeah. All the starters. And Ash wins
0: with... Thunderbolt and Razor Leaf and all that jazz. There's some nice animations, like Chikorita does Vine Whip on Lickitung, I think. Swings her around and slams her in the floor. And that's pretty nice. Some cool stuff, but again, it's typical Pokemon Battle Fodder, just with, like, flashing screen in the background and attacks going on.
1: The sort of minimalistic
0: kind of style. And Ash and Co win. And Team Rocket Blast off. Again, 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 again. And they're all like, yay, Blissey's not evil! But she is! She's secretly a member of Team Rocket.
1: Well she meant well. She doesn't know about Team Rocket. She's just like, Jesse, my friend
0: Oh. There's like a touching moment between Jesse and Blissy before they get busted off. Where they're just like, Shh,
1: it's our secret. Oh yeah. Oh my heart it's melting. My poor poor tender heart.
0: Oh, it's such a touching episode.
1: It is. I like that they gave Team Rocket like nice moments like this.
0: It's really sweet. I mean, it's mostly Jesse though, which is awesome because we've not really had much of just Jesse. We've had quite a few
1: memorable just
0: James episodes but not very many Just Jesse ones. So I'm really happy about this episode. And it basically ends just with Ash and Co. getting food, because they did it. They got food from Blissey, who didn't mess up. Just put it out, just fine. And everything's happy in Happy Town.
1: I just imagine as Blissey made that food, Nurse Roy was just standing there like, it has to be perfect. Don't do this again. It's like, come on, you can do it. They didn't
0: teach you how to cook in nursing school. That's true. We saw bandaging, and we saw singing, and I think that was about it. Only one of those skills really helps with being a nurse, I would think.
1: Well, they both kind of help. One's just not like a traditional nursing thing. I guess.
0: This is Pokemon. Pokemon do different stuff to real people, nurses. Oh no, am I racist? No. Am I discriminating against Pokemon nurses? You're specious. I'm fictional monstrous.
1: It depends. Are Pokemon more like people, or are they more, like, just slightly more sentient animals? It depends. I guess they can talk. I don't know.
0: I don't think we should get onto, like, the political standing of whether Pokemon have rights.
1: I mean, you brought up like a weird twin scenario earlier. I don't know if this is weirder. We brought up weird
0: things. So, do we think that Pokemon's a democracy, or is it like a communism society? Oh, that I have no idea. Not a clue. I think it's capitalist, because they beat each other up and then take the money. So, I assume it's capitalist. So, have you got anything else you want to mention before we do the final questioning bits?
1: Aside from that this episode is perfect, adorable, cute, and I loved it? No.
0: Then, what or who was your Standout character
1: definitely blissey the sweetest like well-meaning clumsy overexcited adorable pokemon and a really interesting backstory even though it's like partly jesse's backstory also but it's just it was just nice
0: also i think you were describing yourself up till you said pokemon
1: i'm no blissey <laughs>
0: and I'm not going to agree with you. Mine was Jessie. So we've got the duo together between us. Yeah, there we go. So yay! Friendship
1: friendos!
0: But I love Jessie so much in this episode. She's doing Team Rockety stuff, and then... All of a sudden, it's like, here's this whole other side of Jessie that we've not seen before. Where she's just caring and lovely and nice. And we basically see what I assume is the real Jessie that kind of just gets covered up by a lot of the forced Team Rocket stuff. Well, it's not forced. It's all part of who they are now as characters and people. But I loved seeing this, like, other side of Jessie that's often covered up with the big bravado and the big show they put on all the time.
1: Yeah, it's really nice to see more of the layers to the
0: character. I swear, Team Rocket, Jesse and James have more layers to them than Ash and Co do.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Ash and Co are such single-layered characters and then Team Rocket just have this whole massive backstory but they have completely different ones. Like, James was raised in privilege and Jesse wanted to be a nurse but wasn't smart enough and then went to Pokemon school and and then there's just Ash, who's like, I'm 10. And then there's Misty who's like, I'm 10. And then there's Brock who's like, I'm 13. And that's their characters.
1: Ash, Misty, and Brock are more characters that just have like, this stuff happened to us, as opposed to like, there's actual character building going on, which is what we see with Jesse and James.
0: Ash is like, you know, the the person that is the audience. Yes. And then Brock and Misty are just kind of, they tag along and do the exposition for the audience, essentially explaining to Ash all the stuff. And then Team Rocket's the actual show.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: I can't imagine Pokemon without Team Rocket.
1: Could you imagine Pokemon with only Team Rocket, though? Yes. That would be great.
0: It'd be so good. I would love that so much.
1: I want that. I want that so bad.
0: Just Team Rocket Adventures. I want that to happen so
1: bad. Yes. But what was your favorite thing this episode, then? The relationship between Jesse and Blissey. And basically that entire end scene from the point of them saying, like, okay, we're gonna just pretend like we stole the food from Blissey to right before they got blasted off. It was just... That whole section was just perfect. It was emotional, it was funny, and it was just, it was perfect. It was just absolutely perfect.
0: A lot of this episode was just perfect, honestly. There was so much that happened that was good. My favorite thing is just, in all caps, IT'S SO WHOLESOME.
1: Yes, it's very wholesome. That's the word.
0: That is just like, the word of the episode is just wholesome. I just loved it all so much. And is it filler or not filler?
1: It's not filler, because we get, kind of learn about Jesse's history, right?
0: It's a weird one. It's like, it's not character development. It's more just showing stuff about the character that we've not seen before.
1: True.
0: And the end result of the episode is Ash and Co. get food.
1: That's true. Yes, yeah, so I guess it is
0: filler. It's technically filler, I guess, because they don't really get anywhere. Well, they get to Happy Town, but that's Happy Town. We don't care.
1: The plot of the series isn't being progressed, yeah.
0: There's still between A and B at the moment.
1: Well, it's the best darn filler in the world, then. (laughs) Yes.
0: This is, like, a perfect filler episode. So, what are your overall thoughts on the episode?
1: Loved it. That's it.
0: Yep. Loved it.
1: Loved it with all the heart emojis. Just all of them. I'm just
0: gonna read out what I wrote down in my overall thoughts here. It just goes, I adore this episode with all my heart. It's so awesome.
1: (laughs) Just spam your keyboard. Just like...
0: (laughs) I came out of this episode so happy. Happy town. It was earned. That was so sweet. It's reinvigorated my love of the Pokemon show again. Yes. Just so much bland filler. This was, like, perfect. It's everything good about Pokemon.
1: It's like, see, Pokemon, this is how you actually do good filler. If you're gonna do filler, then do this.
0: Give us interesting stuff. There's maybe, like, two minutes of this that you could say sort of happened in other episodes as well, where, like... Ash and co. get food from a Pokemon center. Then the rest of it is all just completely new stuff with Jessie and Blissey that we've not had anything like it before. It's just so new and fun and perfect and hilarious and I loved it.
1: Yeah, it's not just the usual, oh, here's the Pokemon of the episode. Oh, Team Rocket attacked. Oh, this Pokemon saved everyone. (laughs) And then just done.
0: They never do a Pokemon of the episode that actually has a character. It's usually just, they have the trainer that's the character, but this time, Blissey was the character, which was really, really good. So I think we both loved this one.
1: Yes, we both absolutely adored this one.
0: Did you watch this one first, or Digimon first?
1: I watched uh, Pokemon first.
0: So you did the same as me. So we both had this followed up by Digimon. Shall we move on to Digimon?
1: Yep.
0: (laughs) Let's do it. Next up, we have his master's voice.
1: Oh, not this episode! (laughs) Oh no, this episode!
0: I bet you're glad you started co-hosting for this one.
1: I'm glad I'm here for this.
0: Ah, this episode. This is one of those episodes. It really is. I think this episode's infamous, because like, it's being discussed on both Lost in Translation 1 and Podigious, of course, and... I don't think either of them cared for it, really.
1: No, it's something.
0: It's certainly an episode. You can say that about it. As all Digimon episodes, it starts with the recap of the last one, and as most recaps goes, it's just kind of, X Digimon did this to Y Digimon, and then X Digidestined said this, and Y Digimon did this, etc., etc. It's very much just bullet points.
1: The recaps are odd, I think. I don't think they're necessary, really.
0: No, especially when the last episode is filler, it's just completely unnecessary.
1: That too. Like, it'd be one thing if there's like a big plot thread happening and then you want to recap, like, oh yeah, just so you remember, this happened before. But yeah, if it's filler, then it's just like, just skip it and go.
0: Yeah, but it has to be there still, because they need to fill for time, I guess. And it starts off when they're on the way to school. We've had it a few times, but it's okay. They go to school. The kids, it's normal.
1: Walking to school is like the new walking through the desert.
0: Let's go to school. I don't know what that voice was. Don't let me do it again.
1: Stevie, don't do it again. Let's go to school.
0: And Patamon and Gatamon are in one of the trees in the, the school playground. And they're just, like, talking about, the kids are going to school. So now they decide they're going to talk about what school is and stuff, I guess. So the Digimon don't get time to talk much. Just Digimon to Digimon. Mono to mono. But it's cute. I think it's cute when they're just in the tree. And they just talk, and then they go to raid the cafeteria.
1: It's just weird. Gatomon, come on, be the voice of reason. You're the adult, literally. Come on. If it was Vemon in the
0: tree, that would make more sense. But also, I don't think Vemon could climb a tree, so it wouldn't make sense.
1: If it was just v and Patamon talking.
0: It'd be more in line with v character to go raid the cafeteria. But it wouldn't be more in line with his character to be up a tree. I overcomplicated that, didn't I? <laughs> a little
1: bit. The point is that Gatawan shouldn't have allowed that. And it doesn't make sense. I can talk for days on end about how much I don't like Gatawan in Zero Two, but... Mm.
0: Yeah, she's just cat puns, and now she's also out of character jokes as well. She's really just been, like, brought backwards since she became a good guy. She's just got worse and worse. Which is so disappointing, because she was so cool at first.
1: I know! She was amazing!
0: And we'll have to bring you up every time just how bad she is. Oh yeah, so now it goes into the classroom where they're at school. They went to school! In the the classroom, there's Kari and TK, and then there's a million background kids. You know they're background kids, because their outfits have no designs, and their eyes are normal size. And Kari's kind of, like, depressed. She's very down in the dumps. And TK notices, because he's one of very few observant males. I'm being sexist, sarcastically.
1: That entire class looked pretty dull. I don't know, TK might be the only aware one there.
0: (laughs) Easy to notice when they were doing, like, algebra or something. It was so boring, I've actually forgotten what it was that the teacher made a joke about being boring about.
1: Oh, I don't remember either.
0: I feel like that whole last sentence was so grammatically incorrect, but I give up. So, Kari starts going insane, and, like, her desk just suddenly in a a grey ocean, and she's all grey, and it's all dark and depressing, and I haven't got a clue what's happening.
1: She's hallucinating.
0: Yeah, something along those lines. Like, something's not right in the head. Or something's not right with wherever she's being taken to. But do you like this intro? Because I honestly really love the intro.
1: The intro of her sitting there?
0: No, like the, I guess, first five minutes of the episode where they're setting up Kari's whole thing, like, what's happening to her. Because I really liked the tone and the
1: sort of horror
0: setting that they made.
1: It's interesting. Like, I guess the, the whole thing about this episode is, like, parts are better than the whole thing. It's one of those. So, like, yeah, it's interesting. It's just they don't do anything with it, and it doesn't make sense in the larger scheme of things either. So it's just
0: weird. Like, for the first five minutes, I was sold on the episode. I was into it. I was loving the whole sort of monsters and darkness and horror thing that they were trying out. The darker tones was really interesting, and I liked it. Because you don't get that in
1: kids' shows. Yeah, I guess my thing was, it's interesting, but it's sort of like, it's so different that... I couldn't enjoy it. I was more just confused. Yeah, it's
0: definitely jarring.
1: Yeah, I was like, wait, what's going on? Like, like it's cool, but it's it's just so weird. And it comes out of nowhere that I was more just distracted by it than I was, like, enjoying it.
0: It's kind of not Digimon, which is probably one of the reasons I liked it a lot was because it seemed so much more serious than usual, or at least more than it has been in Zero Two so far.
1: It's definitely a change of pace for this season. (laughs) It had me going for a while, like,
0: she's just sort of slipping into this dark zone or something and I was really liking the horror tone that it had. And it was actually, it's pretty creepy, like, the idea of just being plucked out of the world and going to some other dark place against your will.
1: Yeah, it's really surreal.
0: Yeah, it's so surreal. It's a scary idea.
1: The idea that's like some something's coming for you and A, no one sees it, and B, you have no way of stopping it, yeah.
0: It's scary. At least it is until you hear the, the monster voice. Hey, where a monsters.
1: Wait Way to ruin it.
0: <laughs> All they have to do is make it deeper or something. But it's just like Kari <laughs>
1: Yeah, you could have just had someone talk and it would have been more effective than that. It brought me out of it at that
0: point. It's like when she's walking down the corridor and it's at the end. And the is really cool, just the red eyes at the end of the corridor. And then the voice just isn't scary, which is disappointing. Also, the tone doesn't get a chance to really stick itself to the episode because it's constantly jumping to scenes without Carrie. where you just get jokes and the other characters making jokes and basically lightening the mood. So it doesn't stick with the sort of dark tones surrounding Kari.
1: Yeah, it's not paced well, and it's not set up well at all. Just like, it goes to a
0: school announcer making jokes about donuts, and this is a running joke in the episode. There's no consistency throughout the thing, it just kind of goes where it feels like. It feels like there was two people writing two episodes, one of them a happy one, one of them a serious one, and then they sort of spliced them together, and it's weird.
1: Yeah, it, it is weird. It just... Tonally, it's all over the place.
0: So, because Kari's wandered off and she basically doesn't go to the nurse's office, she goes somewhere else entirely, TK goes on a Kari hunt and just checks everywhere, sort of classrooms, library, all the places girls would be, even the bathroom.
1: Where'd girls go? Hmm.
0: Fairyland?
1: How do you know about that?
0: I'm gender fluid. I know about all the places. <laughs> um, so... He eventually finds her just sat on a bench outside on her own, and he's just like, I care about you, Kari! Yep. This was the scene where I noticed that TK doesn't have his hat on for the whole episode.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, he takes his hat hat off.
0: This is where there's one of the dumbest lines, I think. TK's like, you went to the beach? And Kari's just like, no, silly, the beach in another dimension. (laughs) That makes way more sense, Kari, of course. It's
1: like, you don't sound crazy at all. I mean, at least TK knows about, like, the digital world, so... Kari doesn't sound completely crazy, but it still sounds crazy.
0: Kari, you're insane. You're losing it.
1: Yeah, I I also find it funny how as this conversation is going on, and TK's, like, trying to encourage Kari to, like, like fight it and, like, figure out what's wrong, Kari very quickly just gives up.
0: Yeah, she's kind of just like,
1: maybe I should
0: die.
1: There's nothing I can do. I can't stop it. It's like, you don't even know what it is. Like, you're just gonna... Give up like that. You're just going to be like, nah, that's just how it is.
0: So yeah, Kari gives up because she's depressed. I think this episode has a lot to do with, I guess, depression or something. For some reason, Kari's just feeling down this whole episode and gives up. And this is when TK sort of almost admits that I guess he has a crush on her. And then he bottles it and runs away.
1: <laughs> like a man. Kinda. Yeah, that was, that was weird. Men don't show emotions.
0: They run away.
1: Also, I like how embarrassment is all it takes for TK to abandon Kari. Like, just like, oh, I was embarrassed. Oh, I know you're having a hard time, and I know that that there's probably something serious happening here, but you know what? I'm just gonna go.
0: Yeah, it'd be a bit awkward, because, like, I said sort I of like you a bit, I'm gonna go.
1: I think, because he didn't even say he liked her, he just said, like, I care about you, which, I guess he freaked out, but it's still, like, a, it's a really bad reason to just leave your friend.
0: Kari almost definitely has a look on her face, that so is it's just like, huh? Because she's just, like, so out of it right now. She's like, did you say something? But then, because TK's left her unattended, she just starts wandering again and heads towards the beach, which is where the thing that's calling her and, like, trying to pull her out of the real world is pulling her to. And she crosses the road. Harold starts speeding across it. And that's a joke. Because screw being serious, let's just chuck a joke in. There's a car on screen that could chuck a joke in.
1: I cannot even explain to you the sound that my desk made when my head hit it.
0: It's so badly delivered the line as well.
1: It's so bad. You're speeding, Harold.
0: Uh... <laughs> Actually, I probably delivered the line better then than it is in the episode.
1: It's really, really bad.
0: But Gatamon is still in the tree, even though she left the tree. I guess she came back to the tree, because cats like trees. Gatamon's a cat, did you know?
1: Uh, surprisingly enough, no. I I didn't know.
0: You learn something new every day, don't you?
1: I thought she was a dog.
0: It's easy to mix it up. I thought she was a hat at first, because it rhymes with gat. But it turns out she's a cat.
1: Stevie, you missed the joke.
0: What was the joke?
1: Was a dog.
0: Was a dog.
1: Yes. Salamon's oh. a dog.
0: <laughs> okay, that's how we're doing this then. <laughs> jokes so bad so that you can't even tell the jokes just in the middle of the sentence.
1: That that's just my life though. That is most of my jokes.
0: <laughs> so just like stealth jokes. By the shadow of night, cheese I makes jokes.
1: You won't even know I was there.
0: So Gatamon tries to follow Kari, almost gets run over, because cats shouldn't cross the street, it's dangerous. And Kari just vanishes. All the clothes go either but not a backpack.
1: But yeah, not the backpack with the important stuff in it.
0: The camera goes, the clothes all go, but the backpack, no, that's not allowed. The backpack's too much. You have to pay a transit fee for
1: that. And Kari's just a kid, she doesn't have any money.
0: Yeah, she can't afford luggage to this whole dark realm. Um, let's stop, that was a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wait, that's all of them. That's literally all of it. And Gatamon just starts freaking out and tries to go find help. So it cuts to the computer room, where only the DigiDestined live, because no one else in the school is smart enough or important enough to use a computer.
1: No, classes use it, nothing. It's just for these kids, that's it.
0: Just the DigiDestined. Although I guess they they tend to go during, like, breaks and lunches, so it kind of makes sense.
1: It depends on the school, because I know, like, the school I went to, like, you could go into the computer room for studying. So, like... There would be people there.
0: Yeah, just like, it's weird, it's almost an exclusive club they seem to have. It is called, like, the Computer Club near the beginning, but I would expect more people than just people that happen to also have monsters that are digital from another world to be part of the club.
1: Oh, come on, Stevie, nobody likes computers. They have digital monsters, that's different. Nobody likes computers, though.
0: They actually hate the computers, they only use them because they have to as part of the Digimon stuff.
1: Yeah, it's just so lame.
0: So lame, no one likes computers. No. But anyway, we're recording this on computers.
1: (laughs) Excuse you, I am using my phone? No.
0: (laughs) No, not really. Honestly, that would be really good quality. Considering it'd be a phone if you're actually recording on there. But anyway, so in the computer room, the destined are gathered around and Yoli's doing her thing this episode which is one thing, which is upgrading the D3s. We don't really see her outside of this scene as far as I can remember. And she's just upgrading the DigiVices, which I think is cool, because that's like a proper tech thing. It's a shame it's kind of just glossed over. But it seems like it'll be really important in future episodes, because she says that she's basically adding the ability to call each other in the digital world, which... Sounds cool, and they'll probably be using it a lot for convenience. Instead of emailing, basically, that's why she's doing it. Davis calls it boring, because Davis is dumb.
1: Davis is, like, the most instant gratification person in the world. It's like, I don't want to, like, appreciate or see you working on something. I just want it.
0: He says that he'd prefer to play soccer. So, yeah, just go play soccer then, Davis. What else are you going to do this episode? (laughs) He doesn't even hunt for Kari. When he finds out that Kari's missing, he's just kind of like, we should go to the digital world and look for her there. Even though TK's like, she didn't go there, Davis.
1: Davis, stop. I know that she's not there. But he's
0: just like, digital world. We should go there. Because he's brash and stubborn and stupid. Yeah, they're all arguing basically about how to find Kari because she's just vanished. No idea where she is. And they can't find her on using a digivice locator thing. They've probably used it before. They found DigiEggs with it. I know the digivices in the last series tracked each other at one point. Is he did it with his laptop with Mimi. So I imagine that Yoli could try and do the same thing with the the computer lab. I can say that Digivices will do that, but they can't track her down because she's not in the real world or the digital world, apparently. She's in between. In the other world. Good name for it. But what I really like in this scene where they're all arguing is Cody finally speaks up and actually shouts over everyone else and it's good.
1: It's like, good for you, Cody.
0: You're actually stepping out of the background and being a character instead of just being a pushover and that's really good
1: and the most like dull
0: character he's pretty dull but he has a character for that one second where he steps out shouts above everyone else and just says like listen davis shut the f up you're wrong we need to be sensible here davis shut up why are you in charge anyway
1: (laughs) please yes please we just need to be smart we need to figure out what the heck happened to kari and then find kari even though we're useless in this episode
0: yeah, he basically just shouts out and makes a valid point, which is good for him, because usually he's just in the background and says the valid point just very quietly and gets ignored. So, good job, Cody. You did well for your 30 seconds in the limelight this episode. And then TK's like, I know where she is, and then goes, and uh, I guess those three are just in the computer lab for the remaining time. And it goes back to Kari land, where it's all grey, just like Kari's personality.
1: It's all great. i'm sorry
0: (laughs) i took your bad joke and made it worse you did and so in grayscale zone it's so interesting because it's so just bland in its appearance i guess
1: yeah it's very empty in every
0: sense of the word it's just void of color and light it's dark and kari wanders off for a bit and it's just like, I'm in the dark zone, what do I do? Oh no, I'm a girl and I'm stuck in the dark world, what do I do? Don't know why she's British, but cuts back to TK and Patamon and Gatamon as well now, who are all trying to work out how to reach Kari because she's in a whole other dimension that they've not been to before.
1: Okay, I want to ask something real quick. Well, okay, so Davis's idea is they should just straight jump to the digital world. You could assume that the rest of the group is still thinking like, let's try to figure out how to find her digitally. <laughs> Because they're still at the computer lab. But TK heard Kari mention a beach, and so he just blindly went to the beach. Which of those, like, logically do you think makes more sense? Because I think TK is kind of taking a weird approach to this. Because you have no idea that just going to a beach is going to work.
0: It's kind of like the only lead he has as to where she might have ended up. Or a way to get to her because she mentioned a beach. So... I think it makes more sense than going to the digital world when she knows that I was in the digital world.
1: I suppose, but I don't know, it just seems weird. Like if you if you talk to someone who was like really out of it or was talking about how they were taken somewhere or they were like seeing things or something, would you just be like, Oh yeah, their delusion must be what I should literally do? It just seems weird. This
0: whole episode's weird, though.
1: Maybe I'm nitpicking it a little too much.
0: Also, he does have the crest of hope, so I guess hoping to find her at the beach isn't too much of a stretch.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: I'm shrugging. TK isn't smart, he's blonde. I was blonde for a time, then I got smart, and now I have brown hair.
1: Are you naturally blonde, though?
0: I was naturally blonde. Then I grew up. True story. When I was younger, I used to be blonde.
1: Oh, like when you were like a toddler and stuff.
0: But like I said, I grew up and got smarter and stopped being blonde. So, yeah. T.K. Patamon. Gatamon. The three musketeers. I'm uh, trying to work out how to get through to Kari. It's also in this bit where Gatamon's really weirdly drawn and it looks like her arms are coming out of the back of her neck. That's pretty funny. That's exactly what it looks like though, isn't it?
1: There's no, like, shoulder or separation from the neck.
0: She has neck arms.
1: There is a reason, though. Bad animation.
0: You solved the mystery. Well done. And TK is just like, I failed. I don't know what to do. And it goes back to Kari again, I think. who's walking down the tunnel now. And she says, hello? Well, she says it like, hello? Because she's damsel in distress in this episode, which is disappointing. But it's more character than she's had in most episodes so far, which is probably even worse, honestly.
1: It really is.
0: <laughs> but she finds a mass of mon is what they call themselves. Just going, help us. In a more creepy monster voice. It's a lot better than it was earlier.
1: They were called Divermon in the first season, right?
0: Yeah, but these ones are black, so there's Scubamon.
1: But Scubamon's not the name of a different Digimon, it's just... It was the original, I think, the Japanese name. And then they changed it to Divermon in the dub. But now it's Scubamon here.
0: Yeah, when you search Scubamon, it finds Divermon. Scubamon, here's a Scubamon page. There isn't much about them, because they're only ever in this one episode, they're in anything else ever, apparently. Although, uh, it's revealed later on, isn't it, that they're actually just taking the shape of Divermon to fool Kari, into thinking that they're the normal Digimon or something. But that's spoilers. <laughs> spoilers the Scubamon aren't Digimon. Or at least it appears that way, but I don't think we get ever actual confirmation.
1: We don't at all get any, like information really
0: oh and i just remembered there is actually a bit where it cuts back to davis there's like one tiny bit where davis is trying to get the gate open basically with his digivice and it's not working and that's all he does this episode
1: (laughs) i don't even remember that
0: it was so quick and he makes a joke about replacing the batteries in his digivice already. So I guess they run on batteries, and that's canon now. Probably triple A's.
1: That or Davis has no idea how it works and just assumes it's batteries.
0: Only Davis will find a way to replace batteries that don't exist. And then all the Mon have dark spirals on them, which makes me wonder how did Ken get here? When and how? And does he come back ever? Will he ever come back?
1: Yeah, there's the spirals. There's the Aerodramon that's going to show up later. There's the tower. It's like, what happened here exactly? Like, when and why and how?
0: How did he get there? What did he do there? Why did he do it there? Why is Kari now being dragged in as well? And then why does Kari have glowing arms when she touches the spiral? (laughs) What is going on?
1: Yeah, it's like, can Kari take them off? Can Kari? Does Kari have a power she didn't know? Like, what is happening?
0: This whole episode feels like it's trying to be part of a bigger plot and isn't doing a very good job of it, and doesn't make much sense, or really set anything in stone.
1: It's trying to be bigger plot, in a thing that has no bigger plot.
0: Part of a bigger plot that's not being hinted at beforehand, or I don't think will be hinted at much later on either.
1: Doesn't it only get, like, a passing reference at the very, like, like close to the end of the series?
0: I don't even know that.
1: They talk about something getting sent there?
0: I don't know, maybe. I know that there's more with Ken and this whole dark realm that happens, but with Kari and why she's for some reason tied to this dimension as well, I don't think that's ever really expanded on in this series at all. This is an episode focused around Kari and this dark dimension, neither of which really get explored fully or explained at all. It kind of just all happens and we're just along for this weird nonsensical right
1: i guess because you're a light you have weird stuff happen to you constantly i guess
0: she's jesus
1: the power of light makes you suffer i guess
0: pretty much the feels when you finally get your own episode and it's in a dark depressing world where nothing happens (laughs) just up to this point she's been all exposition and now she's not even exposition she's just dark stuff happens around her and that's it but where were we
1: Kari was trying to take the ring off.
0: Yeah, she's taking the rings off put on by the Digimon Emperor, which she says every time the Scubemon say the Dark One. She goes the Digimon Emperor as if we'd forget. She does it twice, which bugs me. We know who it is. Ken is a lot shorter. Kari just say that, and somehow there's an Airdramon flying through the sky, and Kari just starts breaking down, starts begging for help from tai and Gatamon and the national guard
1: can they just not be serious is that just impossible for this series
0: i'd be interested to see the japanese version of this episode see if it was more serious at all but i don't want to watch it again so i probably won't
1: i'm sure there's not as many like of those throwaway jokes of like the driving and then this
0: it'll just be full of the unexplained stuff basically so there'll be a lot of problems
1: that are still there. But it just wouldn't have those weird gags that are all over the place in the dub.
0: Yeah, the tone might be more consistent. It's all hypothetical unless we actually watched it, and I've not watched it. But yeah, Kari, through the power of depression, pulls TK, Gatamon and Patamon through into an entire other dimension. It makes perfect sense and we will not question this. Isn't that right? Yep. Yep, we will not question this. Yep! We will fall in line, (laughs) and we will not question the plot.
1: It's so... Why? Like, how is Kari able to do this? Like, Kari was brought there by something else. Like, okay, fine. Those things, or thing, has the power to pull people there. Fine. How?
0: It's the power of depression, like I said.
1: (laughs) The power of depression and hopelessness, which is the literal opposite of both of their crests, and I (laughs) I don't understand
0: this. Why? If you're sad enough, anything is possible. There's your life lesson today. If you're sad enough, anything is possible or achievable.
1: No, the universe has no pity. Don't, don't try that.
0: So yeah, now TK's there as well with Gatamon and Patamon to help out and save Kari from the darkness. This episode makes me think of Batman with all the darkness it has. Yes, oh my gosh, yes. But before we carry on on that tangent, TK armored Digivolves Patamon using the Digi of Hope. And for a brief second, I thought that they weren't going to do the Digimon Digivolution because they showed like a flashing light on the coast of him Digivolving. I was like, wow, do they actually have enough stuff to not do the animation of the Digivolution? And of course I was wrong. They did it. Of course. I'm just naive. Naive and hopeful that they might actually have high quality. So they don't skip that. And Pegasus' mom gets into a fight with the Edromon With TK on his back. To give commands, otherwise it's kind of just putting him in more danger, really.
1: I mean, Digimon don't usually take commands. It's usually just like a, hey, fight that. Do your best.
0: <laughs> a lot of the times the kids say, do this attack, and then they do it. That's kind of the extent of the commands. It's a lot like Pokemon, really, in that way. The battles are just,
1: Pegasus Mon, use Whip. Yeah, that's one of Pegasus Mon's attacks. You
0: get what I mean, though. <laughs> the battles are pretty similar, usually. It's just, Tamer says, do a thing,
1: they do the thing. There's a less direct command in Digimon at least. It's just usually like, we need to fight this thing, go fight that thing. Whereas like, Pokemon is like, I am, I am the strategist, so just do everything I say.
0: I think Digimon do have a lot more sort of freedom in how they battle and in how they maneuver as well, because like Pegasus Mon flies all over the place. You don't really get that with Pokemon very much. They're often very much just sort of stood face to face while they do the battles. But it's a pretty cool aerial duel, honestly. Just sort of going back and forth and shooting their attacks at each other and flying around. It's cool. But then Kari's depressed about it. She's like, I can't help. Gatamon can't Digivolve because my backpack conveniently was left back in the other dimension.
1: Convenience! Yay!
0: We can't get into 30 oh no. Fortunately, random ray of light appears in the clouds and decides to digivolve Gatumon.
1: Which, by the way, Gatumon digivolves, they did not bother to make a new animation for that digivolution at all. (laughs) It's just the same one from the last season. Exactly the same one.
0: They do the same with a lot of the other Digimon as well, don't they? Where it's just the spinning and the digivolving. So yeah, Gatamon conveniently digivolves to Andromon. Yeah, at this point, the tone's just completely shifted since the start of the episode. Because it started off so dark and menacing. Then it kind of dipped back into it in the middle. And now it's just standard Digimon fodder with battles. and... Yeah, we're gonna win. Yeah. So much wasted potential because it seems like it could be so such a unique episode and then now it's unique for all the wrong reasons because it was unique and then decided not to be. But yeah, they defeat Airdramon, which had the Dark Sparrow on it, of course, by the way. So yeah, they win the battle thanks to plot convenience of literally plucking friends out of other dimensions and then digivolving out of nowhere. Does she even use a crest for it? Nope. Does she even have a crest? Nope. Can she do that anymore? Nope it's just a weird other dimension where anything goes yep this is just like some i don't know adult written fan fiction episode which doesn't work
1: i don't know what's going on nobody knows the writers didn't even know
0: no they didn't have a clue where the series was going i think i don't imagine what the dub writers thought when they got this episode they probably didn't have a clue what to do with it
1: they were just like, what is this
0: they're just like is this leading somewhere and i think it is should should we hint at things? Well, maybe, just in case. But what if it ever comes up again? Well, we can't just leave it and not mention it. They must have had so many arguments about what to do with this episode, I bet.
1: Oh, I bet, yeah. Because it's just so bizarre.
0: Yeah, there's just, like, so many opposing directions that this tries to go in, of, like, funny and dark and depressing and important and also entirely insignificant in the whole plot of the series. <laughs> oh, it's a mess.
1: Yep, it's a big digi mess.
0: That is correct. So we were at the point where the scuba Mod are out and they're all like, Thank you, Kari. You saved us. Woo! We're happy. Yay! So Kari breaks off all the spirals. Andrew Amadon. Andrew does, maybe. I don't know.
1: They're just gone. They're gone.
0: The spirals go kaput. And when that happens, the scubamon just completely change shape. They're not shaped like Divermon at all, they become like these tall, shadowy. Humanoid things.
1: Yeah, slightly fishy looking things.
0: That immediately try to kidnap... Kidnap. It's a mixture of kidnapping and swiping. They kidnap Kari. Oh, they try to anyway. But TK and Pegasus Mon fly back around and save her at the last second. So the quote-unquote scuba-mon retreats back into the shadows.
1: But, and they also talk about, like, we wanted you to be our queen. And it's like, queen of what? What is happening here? What is going on? What is this? <laughs>
0: There's so much hinted at that just isn't actually there. These dark creatures have some sort of master already and they want the queen as well now. And Kari's some sort of being of light with magical powers.
1: And then it's like, are they actually Digimon? Were they just taking the form of Digimon? Like, is this in the digital world? Is this not? Like, what? Can a Digimon even marry a human? What the heck is going on?
0: I think trying to understand it's pointless because there's nothing really to understand because it's all just hypothetical about whether it'll happen or not in the future pretty much but these not Digimon slink away into the shadows and I I do want to say I think they look a lot like the you know like the shadows from shadow of the colossus but with glowing red eyes and this is the point where they just travel through dimensions again like they can just do just like let's go home it's no question of how do we do that we're in a dimension we've not been to before it's literally just they just do it
1: yeah we can just do that that's just how that works
0: They travel back through the power of depression again, I guess. Or is it hope at this point? They both achieve the same results. Depression and hope are exactly the same thing. Depression's probably the wrong word. It's more like despair.
1: Yeah, it's despair and like, yeah.
0: Wait a second. Hope and despair is from Danganronpa. This is what this episode's about. It's it's tied into Danganronpa.
1: You figured it out! All these long years of not knowing.
0: Maybe the people that made that game watched this episode and that's where we got all the inspiration from. Except for the bear. The bear came from just their own genius. Also, this is the point where my theory about why TK's hat is off comes into play because I think they wanted to animate his hair briefly for that one scene and that's why he didn't have a hat on the whole time. Maybe. They just wanted to try animating his hair. I mean, it's either that or they decided that he doesn't wear it at school but I'm pretty certain he's done that before. I still love to think of just the animators going Let's just take his hat off so we can do his hair. That'd be fun.
1: Yeah, let's just. Do yeah, s-
0: let's do that. Let's do
1: something new. Yeah.
0: It's like there's no character reason or plot reason. It's literally just they fancied the animating it.
1: Who needs plot and
0: character, right? Who needs reasons?
1: Wait, are we at the end of the episode now?
0: Yeah, we're at the end because they they kind of just go back and we're that, assume that it's assumed that they're fine now.
1: Do we want to mention the thing that happens at the very very end that never gets seen ever again?
0: Yep. The dark master of the quote-unquote Scoobamon, whatever they're called. That shows up in the background.
1: And we know what it is.
0: It's a Dragomon.
1: It's a Dragomon? (laughs) I think it is. Is it Drago? I thought it was... wait.
0: That's what it looks like. Is it something else? Am I just stupid?
1: No, 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 it is that Digimon. I'm just saying, like, is that how you say the name?
0: Dragomon.
1: I thought it was Dagomon.
0: No, it's it's Dragomon. In Japan, it's Dagomon.
1: Oh, okay. I just always called it by that name. Okay, that makes sense.
0: I actually, I know more about this Digimon from a Digimon comic book that I got years and years ago when they still did like Jetix magazines and stuff, where this Digimon was in it briefly alongside Marine Devimon even, where he played more of a part than he does in this episode, where he's literally just a silhouette on the horizon that's very big. It looks like Cthulhu. I wish I still had those comics, but I got rid of them. I wonder if they exist anywhere out there still.
1: They'd probably cost you an arm and a leg.
0: Yeah, because it'd be like 2002 or something. I would have been like five or six.
1: Oh, cool. I want to read that now.
0: That shows how old I am as well. I was like five in 2000.
1: (laughs) You're not old. Oh my gosh.
0: Um, getting back on point, so yeah, this Dark Master Dragomon is in the background and hinting at, just like, what is he planning? The answer is nothing. Yep. He never turns up again. Yep. Which is a shame, because he looks awesome.
1: Could you imagine how confused you would be if you just watched this series, like, oh, I can't wait to see what that is, and then you just never see
0: it. Honestly, I can't wait for the episode recap next episode to see what it includes, what points they pick out to decide are important, or if it's just going to be another one of those, like, Gary did this, then Anjumon did this once.
1: And what a relief that we had the power of friendship on our side. He had
0: the power of despair and desperation.
1: What crests? What are you talking about? Woo!
0: But yeah, that's the end of the episode there. Yep. There's a a lot to unravel with it. Who was your standout character then?
1: I was torn between, I guess, Kari, because what is even happening to her, and then also the quote-unquote scubamon, because what are they doing? Why are they doing it?
0: What even are they?
1: What are they? <laughs> yeah. One of those two.
0: I didn't pick Kari because I didn't want to because she was pretty bland and boring, honestly. She was kind of just a passenger in this. So instead I picked the true standout character, Cody, because he shouted for the first time in the whole series and it was so noticeable and it's so memorable and I love it.
1: Just yell at everyone. Go for it, Cody. Be loud. Cut the tomfoolery and knock it off.
0: Honestly, I wish more people just told Davis to stop being stupid. It's
1: like, Davis, we know you're you, but stop that.
0: Yep, and what was your favorite thing?
1: I guess the creepy fish did you want, because as long as they don't talk, they look legitimately creepy and like unsettling, and they're effective at being really spooky looking until they talk. And then it's ruined, but yeah, I, I just think that they look really interesting and cool. And then, of course, you got Cthulhu in the background, which is cool also, even though that doesn't go anywhere.
0: Cthulhu-man. Basically. My favorite thing was Gatamon's neck arms. Good old neck arms. <laughs> the one actual good bit of comedy in the episode, and it wasn't even intentional.
1: I should have, like, filmed my reaction to this episode, because that would have been a good idea.
0: It would have just been you, disdainful. And depressed. And everyone watching would have been disdainful and depressed.
1: I just would have gotten more and more upset.
0: I started off with so much hope. It started so well. And it went so badly. Yep, yep. But anyway, is this episode filler or not filler?
1: It's not. Maybe. Possibly. I don't know. What is this?
0: I think it is... Bleh.
1: It's technically not filler, right?
0: I mean... They don't destroy a spire? I mean, I don't think they do, do they? Do they destroy the spire? I don't think they do. I don't think I remember seeing one.
1: Didn't they say, like, it's in the, the lighthouse?
0: Well, the dark house, even.
1: It's a shadow house, it's not a lighthouse, but you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> I don't remember if it was in there or if it was mentioned.
1: Maybe I just assumed that that's what it was. Okay.
0: Yeah, like, there was dark spirals, but I don't remember an actual dark spire. Either way, I don't think they destroy one. There's no new digi There's... I don't know, can you call it character development or relationship development?
1: It's mostly just like, hey, this world exists.
0: At this point, it's hard to gauge without knowing about future episodes, whether it's filler or not, because it's just so weird.
1: (laughs) So how about this? You just put a maybe, and then we'll come back to it.
0: (laughs) I think at this point, even the writers, when they wrote it, probably didn't know if it was filler or not.
1: Which is terrible, but yeah.
0: I think going forward, it's hardly ever mentioned again. The Dark Ocean stuff comes up again, though. But then, that's more in Ken's backstory. I'm just gonna say that it doesn't matter. We should just forget about it. Forget. I'm not gonna say whether it's filler or not filler. Screw you.
1: It's to be determined. How about that?
0: I'm supposed to keep track of, like, whether episodes are filler or not, and I'm just like, should I put 0.5?
1: Just put it not applicable.
0: No, I'm gonna put in, it's half filler. It's 0.5. It has somehow found the point where it is neither filler nor not filler. It is in the middle around. This is the in-between episode that is both everything and nothing at the same time. It is a miracle that this episode somehow exists and was aired. So I guess it gets some credit for just being that baffling that I'm literally just like, I don't know if it's filler or not.
1: I don't even know, yeah. Where does this fit in the grand scheme of things? I have no clue. So moving on,
0: what were your overall thoughts?
1: It was a lot to take in. There was a lot going on. And the other thing I didn't bring up is, like, this episode is really rushed. It's very fast from, like, Kari's not feeling well to TK's checking on Kari to everyone... Like, Kari goes missing and everyone's trying to figure out what's happening. And <laughs> TK found Kari and then oh the ocean and then there's an edge and I'll find the and i and 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 then I guess everything's fine.
0: Yeah. It feels like they've tried to cram a whole Dark Ocean arc into one episode. Yes. This episode would probably go down so much better if they just, like, showed at least glimpses of Kari in previous episodes looking down or just, like, having a weird thought or something. Just anything to hint that something like this was coming, but it's just plunked.
1: Yep, comes right the heckle out of nowhere.
0: They probably just needed to fill episodes with something, and this is what the writers came up with. And it's a mess. It's so disappointing, because like, I loved the, the intro with the whole horror vibe it had. That was so awesome. And then it just all went back to kiddie stuff with jokes and there.
1: Yeah, it's a cool idea, but it just doesn't work at
0: all. It's just awfully executed. It's an, such an interesting idea and a great, like, atmosphere that it builds up at the start. And it's just all squandered, because no one thought to actually think about what the plot was going to be across more than one episode. And no one considered that they shouldn't just be able to travel between dimensions as and when they feel like it. Also, backpacks should go through dimensions of clothes and canvas can.
1: But we had to come up with an excuse for Kari not to have her device, even though in the end it didn't even matter, because... Got does <laughs> I was going to avoid that joke, but thank you. But even though in the end, Gatoman evolves anyway, so it's like, she could have had her device. What is that
0: song, though? Because I want that to be the outro music now.
1: The song is called In The End, and it's by Linkin Park. That is
0: perfect for the outro. I will use that. It's literally just describing the episode. Just like, it tried so much stuff, and it doesn't even matter.
1: <laughs> I can't wait just to hear that, even though I've listened to the song before. So yeah, this episode
0: just chuck it in a bin might as well we've talked about both the episodes do you want to do Monoway mono yeah yay now it's time for mono Mano mono where we attempt to compare these episodes oh god that's gonna be a challenge
1: good luck with this
0: <laughs> let's start with an easy one who is your monster of the week and why
1: See, that's the thing about these episodes being so different is I like one for one reason and like the other for completely different reasons. Because I like the dark tone that was set up in Digimon by, like, the Scubamons. But then I also really liked Blissey because Blissey is adorable and perfect. And I love Blissey so much. But eh, I, I'm going to say Blissey because Blissey's perfect.
0: Yeah, and I'm 100% with you there. Just like it was no contest for me, Blissey was the best. Blissy wins. You know, I said all my notes just have a lot of all caps in there. This is where it just says, Blissey is so wholesome. Most wholesome Blissey. She's so happy and helpful and kind and adorable and clumsy and lovable
1: and... ah, Just perfect. Perfect little Blissey.
0: She's such a round egg.
1: Oh, fucking round She's egg. She's so
0: good. Next question. Who was worse, Ash or Davis? Do you want me to go first or second? Uh You can go first. Um I picked Davis as worse, because even though I found both Ash and Davis were quite dumb in this episode, Davis was dumb and also unhelpful. So, yeah, I'm saying Davis was worse, because he, he just failed to do anything to actually assist Kari at all. That's true. At least Ash defeated Team Rocket and fought for the food and helped Blissy and all that stuff. Davis was just like, oh, Yoli, you're boring. And, oh, TK, you're dumb. And Art oh, Cody, you're wrong. So Davis I don't think Davis speaks like that, but that's my that's the impression of Davis' voice, I get.
1: That's how we all hear him. It's fine.
0: I think that voice acting is probably more in line with his actual character <laughs> and how he's written. Um, do you think Davis or Ashra's worse?
1: So I went a different way with this where I guess I was thinking, like, they're both equally bad because they weren't the focus and they both were kind of, they both were kind of useless because in, because like you were saying, Davis is useless because Davis doesn't offer anything at all to the situation of helping Kari. But then Ash doesn't do anything except want food in that episode so I don't know who's worse, really. I guess Davis's distraction of like, we should just go to the digital world is technically more detrimental because you're not really thinking over how best to help Kari.
0: I can put it in very simple terms. Ash is motivated more by food than Davis is by Kari being in life-threatening danger.
1: That's true. Okay, yeah, there you go.
0: That kind of makes the decision quite easy, honestly. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Davis was worse. Davis
1: was way worse. Okay, yeah. I didn't think about it like that. Ash
0: cares more about getting lunch than Davis does about saving Kari.
1: Yeah, wow. I didn't think about it that way. That is is a lot worse. Oh god, Davis, why?
0: He's so inept and he's supposed to be in charge.
1: Davis is supposed to like Kari, too, and it's like, what do you do to people you hate? Like, do you just walk away?
0: What does he even do after he fails with getting to the digital world? He's just not brought up again. We can only assume he just, I don't know, maybe doesn't even wander around. Maybe just waits in the lab and keeps trying and fails...
1: Just a textbook case of insanity.
0: You might just try sending her a text message like, you okay? Gosh. And she just replies, she's like, yeah. That should be like a blooper scene afterwards or something. But yeah, I think we're agreed Davis was definitely worse. (laughs) So that's minus one points to Davis there.
1: What's the current points?
0: Currently on the Ash Davis score, which I've not actually revealed before at all. Minus six to Ash, minus seven to Davis. So it's pretty close. It's very back and forth about who does worse.
1: Alright.
0: Curious to see if it stays that way. But anyway, which storyline did you prefer, and why?
1: I definitely preferred the happy-go-lucky fluff story with touching drama of Misty and Blitzy, because that's just too pure and too perfect, and it's great, and... Damn it, Pokemon, why can't you do this more often? We've got a lot
0: of future episodes, so hopefully there'll be more like this in the pipeline. Also... There's probably more depth to Jesse and Blissey's relationship than there is shown to TK and Kari's in this episode.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: I mean, TK's and Kari's, is just kind of, like, hinted that TK has a crush on Kari, and then it doesn't go any further.
1: Oh, that hit me real hard, because it's like, this happened in one episode, the Jesse and Blissey, but there's been a season, and then episodes and episodes of TK and Kari knowing each other, and it's still a worse relationship. And that's so sad.
0: It's not shown, really, at all. You kind of get hints of it through TK's monologuing to Patamon and Gatamon whenever he's failing to save Kari. You get that he cares, but like he doesn't tell her any of it. So she she's not even aware of most of it. She's just like, TK's my friend! And it kind of just stays that way.
1: The writing's not great.
0: No, it's not. But yeah, I, I agree with you there. Pokemon, I enjoyed a lot more. It was a lot more coherent and made more sense. And there wasn't just random plot elements thrown in there that I never brought up again and never explained that make no sense. Pokemon storyline, 100% better.
1: Pokemon wins.
0: Here's going to be the toughest part of this. Were there any notable similarities between these
1: episodes? None whatsoever. They were almost entirely different. I can't think of a single common thread here because they were just so different.
0: Lucky for you, I do have a couple that I came up with, which are a bit of a stretch, but they are similarities. What I've got is that instead of like male characters taking the the focus of the episode, it was female characters in both of them, which is a bit of a change. So it, like shifted to Jesse and it shifted to Kari, and the episodes revolved around those two female characters instead of like Ash and Davis, which made a very nice change I thought. Um, also it is just focused on totally different characters to the main ones instead of the the usual ones like. Up to this point, it doesn't focus on Team Rocket much. It's usually what Ash and Co are doing, and then Team Rocket just get in the way. Yeah, and then in in Digimon, TK and Kari, up to this point of just being exposition machines, they were like, we're the old DigiDestined, we know what's going on, we'll tell the audience. But this episode was focused on those two, and what they were doing.
1: Side character focus
0: on both episodes. It's just a shame that Digimon focused on them and then gave them an awful plot with...
1: No character at all. Instead of
0: focusing on those characters and their actual personalities or relationships, let's focus on these random elements from a whole dark world that we're going to introduce completely out of the blue and not fully explain or solidify anything at all there. Good job, Digimon. You did it. <laughs> and the last similarity I have is that they both have a kind of happy ending.
1: Oh, eh. Well, okay, that's fair.
0: The ending, nothing really actually happens in both of them. The end result is they just get home safe or they carry on safe.
1: Digimon tried to throw in the ominous shadow, but as far as, like, the characters, yeah.
0: What other notable differences are there besides the fact that the episodes are, like, complete polar opposites?
1: (laughs) They're polar opposites, that's about it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You have Pokemon, which takes place in Happy Town. Then you have Digimon, which takes place in the Dark Ocean.
1: You're like, hey, Happy Town and the Dark Ocean. (laughs) Have fun.
0: They're both really interesting, and they're just both interesting episodes in their own right and they're so different in so many different ways
1: you could not have possibly matched this up better
0: they have so much to talk about with them for totally different reasons (laughs) we probably talked about digimon a lot more because it's easier to talk about bad stuff than good stuff but even then we've probably talked about pokemon a lot as well what other differences are there um so digimon's just full of despair and darkness while pokemon is full of whimsy fun and what I call wholesome sauce.
1: I like wholesome sauce. Wholesome sauce is good.
0: Who doesn't like wholesome sauce? Also, the other difference I've got is that the stakes in Digimon are a lot, a lot higher than they are in Pokemon.
1: That's, yeah, okay, yeah, that's a big one.
0: Pokemon's is just like, please might if I get in trouble and lose her job. And then Digimon's is, Kari could die or be trapped in another dimension forever.
1: No, she just went to the beach, it's fine. Have
0: you got any other differences at all, like anything you want to mention?
1: Um, no, I think you pretty much covered all of them.
0: And so, which episode do you think deserves a point?
1: I'm going to say Pokemon, because Pokemon was interesting, it had character development, it had backstory, and it's a lot better than the random something that ended up happening to Kari, even though it was more, um, like, serious, because, like you were saying, Kari could have died, but it wasn't as effective. Whereas Pokemon, Pokemon actually had like an effective, like, this was an episode and it was coherent and it was good at what it was trying to be and it was nice. I think Pokemon deserves it.
0: I completely agree with you there. Pokemon was so much better. I genuinely fell in love with this episode. I'll probably watch it again when I'm feeling down just to cheer me up. Just because it's such a wholesome episode and I love it so much. And it's probably been a while since I've come away from an episode just feeling like 100% love for the episode.
1: It was really good.
0: I just had an entirely good time with it. So yeah, I would love to watch Pokemon again, but this episode of Digimon, I'm not touching ever. <laughs> There's practically nothing redeeming about the episode of Digimon, apart from like the, the tone that it sets at the start. And if you don't like horror, if you don't like that stuff, you're not going to like the intro to the episode, so you won't like the whole episode, basically.
1: Well, that's the thing. I like dark themes and dark tones, too, but... It has to be done correctly, and this, uh, this episode was so bad at it that it kind of was like, well, this isn't really enjoyable at all.
0: Yeah, the problem is it was done correctly in the 30% of the episode it was done for. The other 70% was all just like classic Digimon with just jokes and Digimon fights and all that stuff. It just felt like they spliced in some horror scenes, which were just ominous and creepy and scary and effective. But entirely just undercut by the rest of the episode, which just made the whole episode throwaway and ineffective. And then Pokemon was just came along just super happy, really wholesome. Loved Jesse so much, loved Lissy so much. Pokemon just I don't know, took Digimon round a back alley, beat it up and left it there to die. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> That's what the episodes were like this time. <laughs> Pokemon just won, clearly. So yeah, do you agree We give Pokemon the point?
1: Yes, definitely give Pokemon the
0: point. I think it's kind of a no-brainer on this one, which makes the score 7-6 to Pokemon. Let's go on to the outros. Mm-hmm. Next time, we'll be discussing the 14th episodes, The Samurai of Sincerity, and About with Sprout. Oh, sorry, About with Sprout. It's not about with sprout. They're not walking around with a sprout.
1: Oh, a bout.
0: They are fighting with a sprout. Yes,
1: it's a bout with a sprout.
0: Yes, that is correct. So listen out for that episode, and if you want to get in touch, just tweet at us, email at us, um, or jump in on Discord to chat at us. And of course, massive thank you to my lovely co-host today, Chisai. Where can the people find you?
1: They can find me on my art blog at Chisai236 on Tumblr or the Moncast Discord. That's about it.
0: She streams on YouTube as well sometimes.
1: If you find the YouTube channel, I'm sorry, because it's kind of a mess.
0: There's speed drawings and stuff on there as well, which is really cool.
1: That's true, but those are also on my art blog, so if you're just interested in the art, just go there.
0: But yes, she does lots of cool stuff on the interwebs. All the links to our stuff will be in the show notes, uh, including the Moncast Patreon, where you can support us, get uncut versions of the episode, get drawings every few months, stuff like that. And, just a big thank you to everyone supporting. Massive thank you to everyone that's ever supported in the past, even if you're not supporting at the moment. Uh, it does mean, like, a massive deal that people pay money for me to do this stuff. I don't know what's wrong with you, but thank you. <laughs> so, big thank you to Ashley McDonald from Podigas. She supports. Thank you to Demon Dragon Master, who's a friend of mine called Nelson. He supports. Thank you. Thank you to I 236 No idea who that is. Oh, thank you to Nicholas, who's Zero Maru on all the chat stuff where I know him. Thank you. I probably owe you all commissions and I'll double check that. And thank you to the new patron that signed up um, just like a couple weeks or so ago, who's Irving Gonzalez on Patreon, I guess. But yeah, thank you to all of those people for supporting on Patreon. And if you want to be like those lovely people and support as well, it's only $3 a month. That with BAT gets you stuff like uncut versions of the episodes.
1: I am so sorry. <laughs>
0: You get all sorts of random tangents and things in the uncut versions that you just don't get in the main episodes because I like the main episodes to be good. And there's all sorts of stuff. Plus, you get like a Patreon role in the Discord, stuff like that, and a drawing of a a Digimon, a Pokemon of your choice every three months that you've supported for. So that's like $9 for a commission. Well, $10 for a commission, which is kind of the standard rate anyway. But you get it after three months just for supporting as an extra freebie. You're supporting the podcast, you're supporting me, you get cool rewards. And it's all good stuff. I need to add some milestones, though. Like, I don't know, Patreon streams or stuff like that.
1: If you're listening, then support Stevie, because they deserve it.
0: But yeah, this outro's gone on way too long.
1: Oh, but it's funny!
0: But I don't want it to take 12 years. Anyway, but yes, until next time we have an episode, which will be next week. I might be with Cheesai again, or I might be with someone else. I don't know. We'll see what I can plan and organise. But yes, until next time, thank you for listening. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I tried Bye. so hard and got so far. But in the end, it doesn't even matter. I had to fall to lose it all. But in the end, it doesn't even matter.
0: And... I'm going to go for a sec, because shopping's here, which means, Cheese eye take over and talk about stuff. I'll be back shortly. Oh,
1: boy! Uh,
0: I'm going to mute my mic, and then I'll be back. Okay. okay. See you in a bit. Enjoy okay. this.
1: Oh, boy. Um. So, I had a plan for this. I got to pull the webpage up. I don't know how long Stevie's going to take, but we might as well just tell some puns. some Some good jokes. Let's see... Let's see here. All right, here we go. Best puns. (coughs) I wasn't originally going to get a brain transplant, but then I changed my mind. Did you hear about the guy whose left side was cut off? He's all right now. Some of these are pretty common, but we'll just go with it. It's about all I got. (laughs) Let's see... Yesterday I accidentally swallowed some food coloring. The doctor says I'm okay, but I feel like I've died a little inside. I wondered why the baseball was getting bigger, and then it hit me. Why don't some couples go to the gym? Because some relationships don't work out. A friend of mine tried to annoy me with bird puns, but I soon realized that can play at this game. I'd tell you a chemistry joke, but I know I wouldn't get a reaction. Have you ever tried to eat a clock? It's very time consuming. (laughs) Did you hear about the guy who got hit in the head with a can of soda? He was lucky it was a soft drink. (laughs) That was the first page. Moving on to the next page. <clears throat> a man just assaulted me with milk, cream, and butter. How dare I used to be a banker, but I lost interest. If there's someone selling drugs in this place, we'd know. <laughs> the experienced carpenter really nailed it, but the new guy screwed everything up. I'm reading a book about anti-gravity. It's impossible to put down. A prisoner's favorite punctuation mark is the period. It marks the end of his sentence. Claustrophobic people are more productive thinking outside of the box. <laughs> Alright, I'm done with that. <laughs> that. That was bad. That was really, really bad. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm sorry. It's just like, huh. What do I do to to save some time? I know, bad jokes. Because that's all I am is a vehicle for terrible, terrible jokes. <laughs> oh, I wonder if I can think... Well... I was going to see if I could look up some Pokemon puns, but then it's kind of every episode anyway, but we'll see. Pokemon actually makes all their titles puns. Oh, that's right. All the like, Pokemon puns are like weird, like unnecessarily adult or weird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, note to everyone listening to this: do not Google Pokemon puns. Especially not on Google Images. Oh god. Don't Google anything you love. At this point, it's just terrible. You just you just regret it later. It's gonna be like a safe page of like good puns. Ah, never mind. Okay, uh let's see, what else can I talk about? up 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 up. Um uh more puns? We can, we can always go with more pun, Rap. Let's let's do that. I'm just going to go back to looking at puns. Because I'm trash. And I'm terrible. And I can't think of anything else to talk about by myself. For no reason. I would ask people what the weather's like, but the weather will differ widely depending on where everyone is. So that's kind of a wash. Also, it's, you know, pre-recorded and I can't hear people's responses. That's also a problem. Here I are back to puns. We're going to go to page three of this website and see what that gets us. They're also ranked by best to worst, so as I go on, the jokes are going to get worse and worse. So that's fun. Let's see. Why don't programmers like nature? It has too many bugs. I don't trust these stairs because they're always up to something. I once got into so much debt that I couldn't even afford my electricity bills. They were the darkest times of my life. (laughs) Geology rocks, but geography is where it's at. So what if I don't know what the word Apocalypse means? It's not the end of the world. I'm back. Hi.
0: What if you don't know what Apocalypse means?
1: Oh, gosh. I
0: You'll... don't know what the context is.
1: You'll find out later.
0: I'll never know.
1: <laughs> what was the last thing you heard?
0: I just said, what if I don't know what Apocalypse means?
1: <laughs> oh, yay. That'll be fun for you to figure out <laughs> later.
0: I haven't got the foggiest idea what you ended up talking about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's me. Just try to think. think. What would I talk about? Puns? Yes, exactly. Okay. I was telling an apocalypse pun.
0: <laughs> but There we go, the shopping's all in, so we can pick up wherever we were. Where were we? <laughs>